Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Face and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. Yeah. Randy, get over here. Hey, what's going on, Bills Backers of KC and Bills Backers Worldwide? What's what's happening, Randy? Oh, oh, hey there. Hey there, guy. Um, doing all right. Fighting a bit of a what I hope is just a cold and is not, you know, anything worse, but a little stuffed up, a little, uh, little sniffly. Yeah, hopefully not the COVID. <laughs> um, so, Fitzy helped us retain sole possession of the AFC East with it. We did. An interception. So Ryan that- Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or as I call him, Ryan Fitzmagic, or as some others call him, Ryan Fitztragic, did his 111th for the team. Uh, yeah, definitely. And you, you, you got to feel bad for the guy. He, he is definitely the best quarterback on that roster right now. And yet his head coach insists that he's not going to play him. Yeah, it's tough. I feel bad for him. Um, he had nothing to lose um, going into that. And I kind of had that full expectation that Ryan Fitzpatrick, when the game was on the line, was going to throw an interception. Um, we saw that happen way too many times in Buffalo. Um, that same situation, um, times running out, we need a game-winning drive, and we just get let down. Um, so I think I was kind of looking at it that way, that it was going to happen, and I was talking to my dad on the phone during the final drive, and I said, Fitz is going to throw an interception right after his commercial break, and sure enough, he did. Um, so Fitz is going to Fitz, and uh, – and, 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 and what feels the worst for him is like that interception really was not all on him. His receiver did not fight for that ball. Didn't come through back to the ball. No, he didn't. Um, but it all works out for the bills. So it's a good day for us. Absolutely. And it brings into question, you know, what is going to happen with, with Miami for their quarterback? Is it going to end up being Fitzpatrick from here on out? Um, because it seems to me that their coach also lost a little bit of trust in Tua or maybe maybe his offensive line to protect Tua because Tua was getting hit. Um, He got his foot kind of caught up from under him, and that could have been bad as we saw what happened with Burrow. Um, Things can happen just like that and end your season. So um, with Tua's already terrible injury that he had in college, you really don't want to damage those goods already. I think the leash got shortened significantly on Tua. And, you know, one of the points that – gets brought up about about Tua is you look at these other quarterbacks and sorry my dog has the zoomies if you look at these other quarterbacks and they're going uh Joe Burrow god god I mean that's a whole nother thing that we have to talk about but uh Joe Justin Herbert the quarterback we're about to play these are guys that got drafted this year they're coming in and they're just lighting the league up um and, and part of that is they play a different game than the, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are a very conservative team offensively. Uh, part of me thinks that's to protect Tua from being exposed, which I think <laughs> he was against these Denver Broncos. Uh, but then, you know, the, the Dolphins fans will be in, in Sal Capaccio's mentions and say, well, we have, you know, Tua has more wins than Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. But as we know, wins are not a quarterback stat. Yeah, I I agree, and um, you look at that and just 
it's embarrassing for for Miami for what they had happen. Um, but but I love it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm pretty happy that they lost. Um, it it was almost like a a Bills win for me. It, it equated to that, and on top of that, we got to see um, the Patriots lose and the Jets lose. So the whole AFC East lost while we didn't have it to play. Was, it was everything you could have hoped for. I guess you know part of me hoped that the Jets would win because I wanted the Jets to get that one win so they would knock themselves a little bit out of that race for the first overall pick. But yeah. I think that that win is uh, not going to come. I think the Jets may be the third franchise in the history of the NFL to go 0-16. So while we're picking these crazy things, one thing I wanted to go over with you, Randy, was I just kind of wanted to do a Randy and Zach – pick the Dolphins and the Bills because the big hot thing going into this week was, oh, the Dolphins are going to win the AFC East. Well, right now we have a game advantage. Um, So I was just curious as to what you thought. So we'll start with their first game. They got the Jets. All right. So the Dolphins at Jets or is it at home? Yeah, it's at the Jets. Um, I think they win that one still. I mean, as much as the Jets gave a run for their money to the Chargers, but I think that that was the best game you're going to see from the Jets all year. I agree. Um, I think that the the Dolphins win that one. Okay. Next one, we've got the Bengals at Dolphins. So this, again, what a friggin' stroke of luck for the Dolphins. (laughs) Uh, Had had they have been playing Joe Burrow, I think it would have been a loss, but being that now they're going to go against Ryan Finley and the Vaughn. The Bengals. Um, it's at home. I'm still going to call that one a loss for them or a win for the Dolphins. So I think they do win two of the next games. Okay, I agree. And then we've got the Chiefs at the Dolphins. Uh, that's a loss. That's a loss. Gu- <laughs> almost a guaranteed loss. All, almost a guaranteed loss. And I know I've been talking to lots of my friends in Chiefs Kingdom, and that's one of the things where I'm like, we really need you guys to do this. Yes. Uh, kind of like when the Dolphins beat the Patriots for them. Yeah, last we need the year. help. Yeah, we I mean we don't we don't need the help. It would make it me would feel take a better. Lot of pressure off. Yeah. Yeah, so then oh, we've yeah. got the next one is Pats at Dolphins. Um I'm going to I'm going to pick the you know this is a sh- surprising pick, not really. I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win this one. Uh the Dolphins have a history of being Patriot killers, especially at the end of the season. So I'm going to pick the Dolphins to okay. win that. Then um, we get to see the Dolphins play the Raiders um, in the evil empire of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, well, yeah, so, so here's where this gets fun, right? So I think that is going to be where the Dolphins end up going 0-4 against the AFC West, correct? They lost to the Rams, or they lost to the Chargers. They lost to the... Chiefs in my prediction and they would lose to the Raiders and they lost to the Broncos so that would be 0-4 I think that they are going to be swept by the AFC West okay so you have and then we have the Dolphins playing the Bills to end the season we're going to hold on that one um because we're going to pick that one when we go through ours real quick um so at that point you have them losing two games um which would give us if we lose three games and we have the tiebreaker we would get it but I would I don't want to have to go on tiebreaker so we'll go through and we'll realistically pick these next games so we've got us against the Chargers okay um as I've stated in the past I think this is a 
a Sean McDermott team coming off a bye. I'm going to pick the Bills in that one. I do think it'll be a lot closer than we think. Uh, there's the, the the Chargers may be the best three and seven team in the league. Oh, and forever, probably probably the best three and seven team in the history of the league. To be honest, I I can't remember a three and seven team that looked as good. Yeah, I agree. Right. I think it's going to be a tough one, but us coming off we'll, a bye we'll in more. a home game. We'll get like more it. into that one after the break, so I'll talk yeah. about why I think that. But So we'll go into right. the next one so that way we don't hang up too much on it. Um, yeah. Then we then we travel to San Francisco. Okay. Everyone's going to hate me for this. Loss for the Bills. I'm, I'm going to think it is a win, and the, the reason being is just all the injuries. Um, I think to start the year, I would have been saying the opposite, and I think I did. Um, uh, in fact, I can get what you said. You did call it a loss. Actually, we both called it a loss to begin. And typical Zach base fashion, you're flip-flopping, well, but that's okay. I, I have a valid reason here. When when you lose a key piece of your defensive line, <laughs> and then you lose Jimmy Garoppolo, and, you know, it, it's it's not the same team. So I think, I've got I think that as a win. Um, when when new information comes to light. And I, I definitely could see the Bills winning that one. The reason I'm picking against the Bills is because I'm still um, not 100% over the, you know, what 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 do I want to call it? Like the, not Stockholm Syndrome, but just battered fan syndrome. Um, and historically, <laughs> Monday, Monday night games just terrify me. Well, if it's night games that worries you, Randy, you're going to be in for it because the very next week we get to play the Steelers on Sunday night football. That's, that's a big fat W for the Bills. I think the Steelers are the most overrated 10-0 team in the league. I'm going to pessimistically here say loss. Um, I know it's a home game. But and it, I just can't give it to the Bills in this fact. So we both have one loss right now. Um, on to the Broncos, which could be flexed to a Saturday game. Um, it looks like it could be a Saturday or a Sunday. So we'll see. It could be another kind of primetime style game. Um, but it's in mile high. Uh, yeah, so this one is one that kind of cuts me deep because I was going to go to that game. Um, and then Denver just recently announced that they're not going to have fans for any remaining games. Um, I think the Bills win that. The The Broncos are a decent team. I just think the Bills are a much more complete team. I agree with you on that. I mean, af- after seeing the Broncos play Miami, it definitely did give me a little bit more concern than what I originally had thought. But granted, they had Locke playing for them, which was – very helpful. I mean, Locke is a game changer. I mean, without him, they would have easily lost that game. Um, So, yeah, it makes it tougher, but I think we win that game. Um, And then we're on to another primetime game on my father's birthday. Please give us a Christmas gift of sweeping the Patriots and my dad's birthday present. So, um, dude. Okay, so so here's the deal is um, I would love it. I would, I would love it. I, I don't I, – I said at the beginning of the season I don't see the Bills sweeping them yet. I don't think we're that dominant over the Patriots yet that we're going to sweep them. Um, you got to remember we barely kind of snuck by them the first time we played them. Uh, I'm going to say that that game, as it stands for me right now, is a loss. 
once again, that's a Monday night football game. So I'll it's, stick by my. It, it's tough. It's Monday night in Foxborough. Um, it's tough, but this is not the Tom Brady New England Patriots. This is Cam Newton New England Patriots who we saw crying on the sideline. Yeah. At that point, it did come down to a fumble by Cam Newton to give us that win. But realistically, when you look at Cam Newton, for me, I just don't think he's got the heart. He's shown it to me in his Super Bowl where he didn't die for the fumble. Um, that Patriot season will be over at this point, and he's got nothing to play for. <sighs> it's tough. That's where I go both ways on this. I've got to give us a win. All right. Wow, Zach, Mr. Optimist. Um, Randy's over here being Mr. Pessimism. So this gives us – so we would – you had us losing two games. Yes. Um, And we had – and you had the Dolphins losing two games. Yes, which would guarantee that week 17 would be – wouldn't matter, right? Well, it would – realistically, I mean, you – tiebreaker um right now we are four and oh in the division it wouldn't matter for the division correct because we're already a game up on them so if we lost two and they lost two we'd still be one game up and they were Um, only one and two in the division now you had them beating the jets so that would make them two and two in the division and then you had i had them beating beating the patriots so they would be three and and two in the division you had us losing to the patriots yep so this game actually would have Matter. It could matter. It could realistically end up tiebreaker. Um, no, because we would still have the head-to-head, which is the first tiebreaker they would use. Uh, well, I guess we wouldn't well, if we if we – see, I think we win that game handedly. If, um, if we win that game, then, yes, it doesn't come down to tiebreakers. If we lose that game, it comes down to tiebreakers. And at that point, um, you would be – We would be tied in divisional record. Tied divisional record, which would go down to common opponents, and it goes down – down the line from there, um, which I, I've looked opponents. at before, you know, we beat the Rams, which was great. Um, we beat the Seahawks, which is great, but they beat the Rams, didn't they? They beat mm, – no, I don't think they beat the Rams. Oh, they didn't beat the Rams. Okay. Let me just double check. I can't check. remember. Um, but we beat the Seahawks, which that helps as well. Um, they beat the Cardinals. We lost oh, they to the did Cardinals. Beat, they did beat the Rams. They did beat the Rams. But they lost to the Seahawks. Yes. So basically, at that point, that Seahawks game, we had the advantage there, but they they counted the Cardinals game. Cardinals. Yep. And then you would go to strength of victory. I think would be the next thing, and I think we win that because we've played the harder teams overall. They yeah, you know, they played team. And I don't players, want it to which... come down to this. I I really don't, and I don't think <laughs> Sean McDermott wants it to come down to that either. And and I don't so, I don't think it will. I so my my end prediction, spoiler alert, is that I think the Bills would handedly. Okay, hi dog, going crazy around the room. Um, I think the Bills handedly beat the Dolphins in Buffalo at the end of the season. They hate cold weather, um, and we're just we're such a better team. I'm. Yeah, and we're going to have to play our starters at that point because that was what, it was what I was saying is Sean McDermott does not want it to come down to tiebreakers. No. Um, so he's not going to bench his starters. He's, he's got to win that game. And on top of that, um, you are not going to get a first-round bye um, with our record at that point. So you kind of want to win, win that last game to kind of gain momentum going into the playoffs. That so, and to have a home playoff game because how long has it been – 
I mean, I know it'll suck because it'll be a home playoff game where there's no fans allowed. Um, but you got to keep in mind, there's a possibility that the, the NFL goes to a bubble format for the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be a lot easier to do it um, just based off that. But you figure you've got seven – got 14 teams still um, starting out in the playoffs, um, which is tough with the amount of players and staff. I'd be interested to see how that – how they're able to make a bubble work. Yeah. So, um, Ollie, Ollie wants to add his opinion. He's standing right by the microphone. Ollie, <laughs> do you have anything to add? Nope. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll come back and do a light dive in onto this Chargers game. Welcome back. Randy, you've got some, information here i heard talking to you over the break that this is going to be a deep dive in he's got some information in front of him as far as stats um that he wants to give to you guys so no surprises here there are two things that we have to stop when it comes to this chargers team number one is keenan allen yeah keenan allen has received 835 yards this year um, on 81 receptions. So he is averaging 10.3 yards per catch and six touchdowns total. I mean, he's just a, he's a beast this year um, and, and every year. Yeah, I was going to say but he's a beast every year. I mean, he doesn't get the point. Him and Herbert have really, really connected. Uh, speaking of which, that is the other person we need to watch out for is Justin Herbert. He is a dangerous rookie. Now, that being said, Sean McDermott has a very good track record against rookie quarterbacks. And honestly, I look for Justin Herbert to make his share of rookie mistakes against us. Um, sure, the way he's played, he is going to come out there and he's going to put up yards. He's, he's done it. He did it against the Chiefs when he found out like 30 minutes before the game that he's going to be starting and he ends up going to overtime. Um, he, he's pretty good at just getting by and I mean he's got a talented offense around him but he will make rookie mistakes and I could I would like to see Jordan Poyer with a lot of blitzes um coming around and making him pay kind of we're we're really good at disguising the blitz and where it's coming from um at least in the past and same with coverages with Micah Hyde um hopefully we can cause confusion yeah now and and another Another thing about this team is um, their defense has played pretty pretty well this season, and uh, they have a nasty defensive line. So one of the things that I'm curious to see is how our offensive line holds up against their defensive line, and I think a big part of that is Mitchell Morse, my boy. Um, there's still questions about whether or not he will start at center this week for the Bills. And I'm sorry, but if Sean McDermott does not start him at center and he's healthy, I think that is a mistake. He yeah. is far and away the best center on this team. And the best I, offensive lineman probably in some ways. And I've seen some things that would really disappoint me, but at the same point sound pretty logical on the Mitch Morse front. And one theory I have read was that Mitch Morse, of course, with his concussion history, um, could be contemplating retirement after the year. 
um, which I wouldn't blame him if that was the case, um, which I could see that as McDermott wants to see what he has with his current offensive line. If he keeps Feliciano, plays him at center, what does he have? Um, so I think that's another th- thing we need to look at here is if, if he plays on Sunday, it's, it's a good sign for his future with the Bills, um, which we need him. I mean, he, he does such a great job um, pulling and getting out, out front of the run. Um, between him and Feliciano, they're, they would really help our run game. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's huge. I, and I agree. I think that he, he may retire at the end of this year. And actually what I'm trying to look up right now is what the implications would be on the salary cap if he did that. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll keep looking that up while, while we get into talking about the next thing, which is here is, and I, and, and, and I hate doing this because, you know, people always say that the past does not matter. You want to take the, the Buffalo Bills have played the Los Angeles Chargers 36 times. Do you want to take a stab at what our overall, how many games the Bills have won? Oh shoot! Um, well, I've got no idea. Playing over under. Okay, I'll, I can do the over under. What What you giving me? So, over under fifteen. Over. Under. Ooh. The Bills have won 10 games against the Chargers in the history. Ouch, right? Um, and I know, you know, yeah, it's not really relevant because it's a year-to-year league and, like, yeah, pass did not have, come into play. But they have a – We didn't six, have Josh Allen. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, they have a .694 winning percentage against the Bills. And I will say I have a pseudo uh, – well, how do, we, how do I want to say this? Um I have a little bit of a hatred of the Chargers, and, and the reason is uh, 2017 we played the Chargers in L.A. I think we all remember this game, though we wish we couldn't, because that was the game where Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in the first half. <laughs> uh, so I, I personally have a little bit of battered fan syndrome from that game. I've already uh, wiped it from my memory, honestly. <laughs> You know, when you were there, it's kind of like I, you can't wipe it. It's I can't unsee what I saw. Yeah, I don't blame uh, The worst thing about that was I was sitting in the end zone because I, I like end zone seats. I'm kind of weird. I like to see the lateral movement of the And uh, so I could see all of those picks happen, like, in real time. And I what Peterman was seeing, and I was just sitting there going, oh, boy, that, that's a pick waiting to happen. And then it happened. Not great. Not great. Yeah, and hopefully um, we don't have to see that with Josh Allen because, honestly, I think Josh has progressed so so much for us. And um, I didn't have you on last week. It was just me doing it solo. But one thing I kind of talked about was just his throw to Diggs. And on top of that, Diggs catch on that was great um, to put them ahead. And that was just a clutch throw by Allen. Um, he wanted the end zone and he got it. Um, 
when time mattered, he scored. And that's kind of what we've seen from Allen. He's kind of, even though he wasn't doing all too well throughout the game as far as, you know, he threw a couple interceptions, but it was like 48 passing attempts by him, which is not that bad um, in theory. When it came down to it, he, he scored um, and just had to rely on our defense and it just didn't happen on a fluke play. Okay, well, um, while we were talking about that, I was able to garner up the Mitch Morse contract deal, deal, which I feel like we should talk about. Yeah. Um, so, so Mitch Morse's contract, for those of you who don't, don't remember, was signed in 2019. It was a four-year, $44.5 million guaranteed – I'm sorry, $44.5 million contract with uh, $26 million guaranteed, basically. Uh, there is – the good news is that if we were to front-load – this contract, which Brandon Bean did because he's Brandon Bean, big baller Bean, uh, there is a potential out next year. So if he does retire, uh, and if he's if he retires at a team friendly time, I think it's you know before June first, uh, there is an out where he would only cost five and a half million in dead cap. Still a decent chunk of dead cap, but not nearly as bad as ten million, which is what it would cost if he went after. Yeah, and if you lose Mitch Morris, I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with Feliciano at center. Um, honestly, he he seems to do good in the pinch, but he's going to be a free agent this next year too. So you've got concerns there. Um, you you're going to have to draft somebody. Um, which... I think I think what it would mean is uh, Mitch Morris could come and have more barbecues with me. So I'm you know okay with that. Yeah, that that wouldn't be too bad. But um, <laughs> so you were talking about just kind of keys to victory, and you were saying we needed to stop Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert, and then you started talking a little bit about the defense, just how great they are. Right. Um, so one of my one of my keys to victory is this: this defensive line is very good, but one of the things that this defensive line does not do well with is pressure. Um, and but what I mean by that is they're very good at getting pressure but they are over aggressive. And one of the ways that you can beat them is by moving in the pocket, which Josh Allen's very good at, and by doing quick bubble screen plays or lateral motion, a la Isaiah McKenzie, uh, doing a nice jet sweep. Yeah, so that, I'm gonna- That plays gonna a lot in our again, favor. Yeah, I'm gonna once again go on record saying we're gonna see some Isaiah McKenzie jet sweeps. I think it won't be the trick play again. I think it'll be regular jet sweeps just to get it back into the, into the film. And I think that you're going to see, hopefully, if, if Dable's doing a good job of planning for this defensive line, you're going to see bubble screens. You're going to we see a lot of quick screens. Too. saw a lot of those with John Brown this last week. Um, yeah. And the week week prior as well. Um, so I think they've been kind of putting that into the playbook. And it's been working somewhat well. I don't think John Brown's completely healthy because there's been a few times where I thought he was going to take it all the way. But he just isn't quite as quick as what he had been earlier in the season. Um, so regardless, if we do that and your Isaiah McKenzie sweeps and they can minimize that, how, how do you think looking at their cornerbacks, what is their cornerback strength versus our extremely talented wide receiver group? Uh, so looking at the Chargers cornerbacks, they have – let me just check something out really quick. Um, oh my gosh, I'm just 
So yeah, and that was kind of my concern. Fighting this cold over here. Um, okay, so defensively speaking, they're a team. Uh, you know, I'm okay. No, I'm 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 not really afraid of their defense, like the defensive backs. Um, they don't really have a significant uh, backfield. Yeah, and that, that that's good because honestly, at this point, we we're also going to have Tyler Croft back. Let's banish Dawson Knox from existence for another. <laughs> Let's never. Let's never see him again. He he does disappoints me so much, and it's unfortunate. I had so so much high hopes for the kid, um, and I'm sure things could still work out. I just think some eye coordination needs to happen. Seems like when he jumps up for the ball, one hand goes up and the other one's still down. He can't time it right. Um, on top of that, he's he's trying to run before he catches the football. Can't block that well. I mean, he, it's so tough. Tyler Croft has at least made catches when it counted for us this season um, and can block decently well. We haven't had to see too much of Lee Smith, which has been good as well, limiting the penalties there. So, so you know what? After kind of talking this through with you, Zach, I'm going to go ahead and keep my prediction, which is that we wouldn't win this game. But I don't know. Now Now that I'm, you know, maybe I'm hyping myself up a little bit, but I, I think with the secondary of the Chargers, we could shred them a little bit. I hope we do. Um, this could be another 35, 40-point game for Josh Allen. That'd be nice, 400 yards over the mountains. Yeah, if Josh Allen throws the ball 45 times in this game, I think we put up a lot of points. We put up over 40 points, and we, we win the game handily. Um, I think it just depends on the weather. You yeah. know, let's see. Hopefully we don't get another – Chiefs game where there's just terrible weather and no one no one can throw it. But yeah, uh, yeah so I think uh, prediction, as I said, was a win, and I think that the way they do that is with those quick outs, those quick streams, and take advantage of the secondary that is sus. Yeah, and one kids would say <laughs> one of the things I think that we definitely need to do, as I mentioned earlier, just on the defensive side of the ball, is just kind of keep it going. I know on that last play there was on the Arizona game, there was just some controversy on Jordan Poyer um, coming in and kind of with his eyes closed, knocked Trey off the football. But besides that, that defense played pretty well, in my opinion, against the number one offense in the NFL. Um, honestly, I, I'd i like to see our defense continue with what they've been doing um, and kind of send some disguised blitzes towards Justin Herbert and give him give him fit. I think I think you're gonna see a lot of coverage rolling uh and so for those of you who don't know what coverage rolling is it's where the defensive backs will kind of load overload one side of the field so they'll be on the right side of the field making it feel like the left side is open and at the very last minute before the snap they almost just imagine your your hand waving in, in a circle and like they would go from right to left, so they'll actually roll the coverage to the opposite side of the field of where they uh, initially showed pressure. Yep, and our safeties have done an amazing job just within the last few years of continuing to do exactly that, um, disguising 
disguising coverage, things of that nature, and causing confusion. Of course, we saw that with Micah Hyde when he intercepted Brady last year. Um, and then on top of that, another thing that we've got to look for is Jordan Poirier to keep doing what he's doing. Unfortunately, yeah, he's – I saw on as far as stats go, he was up there in tackles. Um, he was yes, up above a, a lot thing. of linebackers, which is – as much as I want to say he's a great thing, it's not. Um, that goes to show that we've got some problems at linebacker, which, as we've seen, is just a lack of depth um, with Milano out and Edmonds just really trying to come into his own. I agree. So I think with that, we're gonna we're gonna leave this here. And uh, like I said, I I'm hoping I get to do my deep dive podcast. We'll see if that gets to get done this week. It's been kind of weird yeah. with me getting this cold. Get to watch but, uh, and film. You can do that with the cold. Come on, man. That is, that is true. That is true. The listeners in, need it. In fact, I could take a sick day and do it now. Uh, so from from 411 Studios here, this is Dirty Randy. And Zach Bass. Go Bills. Go Bills.